All right, guys, welcome back to uh, Kingdom Cast. Like the rest of the world, um, we have embraced the wonders of, of modern technology and, and are now doing this from our socially distant locations. Today, um, I want to talk about, you know, obviously we all know what's happening out in the world right now. Um, we, don't need a re we don't need a reminder. But um, the Bible addresses specifically fear. I think fear is a big thing that I think a lot of people are being honest with themselves and a lot of the emotions right now that are stemming as a result of, of this is fear, uncertainty, you know what I mean? And then going on to things like panic and stuff like that. But um, since... Since this is this is really cropped up into the the purview um, and and the word COVID has become part of our lexicon, um, specifically I somebody I heard somebody even named their baby COVID. <laughs> um, I have joked several times that if I hear after this whole thing is said and done, if I hear the words Corona, COVID, or the number 19, again, <laughs> for quite some time. Um, but a specific Bible verse um, popped up in, uh, like, but like, really has, has stood out to me. First um, John 4, 18. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear, because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. Um, the other one that has been um, really important to me over the last couple of weeks, um, Isaiah 41.10. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Um, the Bible seems to be pretty specific of what we're called to do in times of dismay, in times of fear, uncertainty, things like that. Um, I would, I would go as far as to say it's an invitation to grow closer to God, not in a, not in a, you know, this is, God has done this so that way his people, that's not what I mean. But, you know, we are all part of the human condition. And as a result of the human condition, we are flawed Forms. We are not that we are susceptible to illness and and issues, and they we are going to experience thing, things like this. Now, I for my money, I've never seen anything like this in my in my life. But it is if you take the old silver lining approach, it's an opportunity to to be able to do as the Bible says, draw into him and he will be there with you. Well, maybe some of our listeners know this, um, a lot of people do, but the, the command to not fear is the most numerous command in scripture. Um, if you wanna count them, go ahead and and uh, prove me wrong, but I think I'm right when I say that do not fear, don't be afraid. That is, is constantly throughout scripture. But the interesting thing about it is, Joe, is that um, humanly speaking, God is addressing people 
who are facing something that is, um, they could produce fear. <laughs> so it, it's kind of an ironic thing you know god's not saying you know don't be afraid of that kitty cat you know don't be afraid of that um you know that beautiful uh sunrise over there you know he's he's telling his people not to fear when they're going in to take the promised land you know he's he's telling them not to fear even though they're facing something that could very well produce it yeah um and and one of the scriptures that that comes to my mind and it's it's one that i go to often and it's one that i've even gone to during this health crisis but god is our refuge and strength this is from psalm 46 god is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble therefore we will not fear though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea and if you read the rest of that psalm um, the world is coming to an end in that psalm you know, right. mountains are falling into the heart of the sea. Uh, waters are roaring and foaming. Mountains are quaking and surging. And and there's just, you know, the whole world is convulsing. And, and um, David says, um, don't be afraid. And he just doesn't say, don't do something. He goes on to say, be still. Uh, well, to record God saying, be still and know that I am God. And the interesting thing about that Hebrew word for be still is um, is let your arms fall down to the side. That's the literal meaning of be still. And, you know, when we're when we're afraid or if there's something threatening us, we usually like to, you know, hold our arms up and and try to get it to stop. You know, <laughs> don't come any closer, you know, and we and we get all frazzled and our arms are going crazy and um and 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 god says just just put your arms down you know you're not going to be able to stop this thing anyway um you know as much as you try as much as you thrash around um you're not going to be able to keep that mountain from from falling into the heart of the sea um so the only other you know reasonable thing to do and it is a reasonable thing even though it sounds not reasonable is just to stop um, you know, s stop doing, stop engaging in the things that um, foster fear. Um, that's why, you know, tonight, you know, we've been trying to keep up with the news a little bit. But tonight I said, nope, we're not doing that. <laughs> uh, we're not going to listen to the news because that's that just stirs up fear. So I think there are certain practical ways that we cannot fear. It's, it's not just mainly a decision in our head. Okay, I'm not going to fear. I'm not going to fear. I'm not going to fear. That's like saying, you know, don't think about an elephant. Right. <laughs> so we have to think of practical ways to disengage our minds and our hearts from becoming afraid. Yeah, 100%. And you know, now, right now, we are in a time of um, superimposed grinding to a halt. So many things have grinded to a halt. We're all home now when in an age where so many people, but it's it's commonplace to be out and about and, and never home. Um, I think now it's important to, you know, it sounds, it sounds almost verging on hokey when you say like 
turn on K-Love, turn on, but if you're choosing, if you're making active choices to do something like, if you're, if you're in the midst of something, rather than turning on the news, maybe listening to your Bible, maybe listening to a Christian podcast, maybe listening to something, just, just something that's, that's life inducing. It doesn't necessarily need to be under the Christian media moniker, but something that's life producing rather than um, digging yourself further into an isolated hole of just fear and disconnection. Yeah, and, and the verse that you pointed out from from First uh, John, you know, love drives out fear. So engage in some type of loving action. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think, I, I think, you know, obviously that's talking about, you know, God's love for us drives out fear, but I think you can take that concept and I think it has a lot of angles that you can, that you can use it. If you look at the textbook definition, what is love? God is love. That means that is a beyond three-dimensional concept to approach from all many different angles. You know, we were talking about before um, we hit the record button, um, kind of a, just a slight recap of what the last week or so of, of, this, of this nonsense has meant to us. And the biggest thing, one of the big things that has, has, has spurred up in me um, is that this is an opportunity for God's people to be God's people here and now in the present in a tangible way. Maybe you have a couple of extra rolls of toilet paper that you can give to somebody. Maybe <laughs> you've got some extra supplies that you can get. You know, it can look materialistic. <clears throat> it can look emotional, spiritual, guidance, something like that. It, it can look any manner of ways, but now in the, in the, the face of a widespread panic, yes, it is, a widespread crisis, rather. It is God, ultimately, that's moving the pieces. But we are his representation here on Earth, and it's our responsibility to be that. Right. And and I, I this has just been something that's been on my heart over the last couple of weeks since all this has kind of bubbled up in our culture and in our world. Um, and, and, and you and I have talked about this a little bit before, uh, a couple months ago, but in the process of loving people um, in the midst of this crisis so that they don't fear, so that they're not afraid, and so that it drives the fear out of us as well, the one thing we have to be very careful of is, and this is, I'm going to read from the Kingdom Manifesto, okay? The Kingdom Manifesto is Matthew 5, 6, and 7. Mm -hmm. That is the... Um, I, I wish somebody wouldn't have called it the Sermon on the Mount because that really doesn't describe... It describes a speech on a hill, you know? Right. That, that doesn't tell you about the content. I wish... I like to call it the Kingdom Manifesto because th these are the words that Jesus gave to talk about what living in the Kingdom is supposed to look like and feel like and in matthew 6 he says be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them if you do you will have no reward from your father in heaven so when you give to the needy do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogues 
and on the streets to be honored by others. Now I know this goes into the motive, you know, the motivation of a person and you, you can't see the motives, but in our culture, you could say, you know, so when you do, so when you give to the needy, you know, don't post it on Facebook. <laughs> yep. And because I, I just, I have a fear that some churches actually are going to use this for marketing their church. Yeah. And uh, that, well, that grieves me because this is not a time to start marketing your church so that after the whole thing is over, somebody goes, oh, well, that church is, you know, cooler and more hipper than mine is, so I'm going to go over there. So my mindset during this crisis and, and living in the kingdom at the same time is – is you know just just pick just pick two or three or four or five people that you know that you can help and do it in secret <laughs> don't tell anybody else about it right. and just relieve their fear by those simple acts of love and if we can bear it you know don't stick it on facebook or on instagram or any other type of social media that draws attention to you and your act, because that's exactly what Jesus was saying here. The, these hypocrites would would um, announce it with trumpets, and they would pray on the on the curbs of the street so that they could be seen. And that's not the way we live in the kingdom. So I think this is a grand opportunity to really live in the kingdom while we're relieving the fear of people. Yeah, and it may. <clears throat> I know that we're you know. We are all um, in a in a state of of you know isolation, but it doesn't need to be disconnection. Right. And that's when we're all connected. Any of us that are believers, we are all connected by Holy Spirit. And as humans, we're we're created to live in community. So something like this is 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 a foreign concept to a lot of people. This whole idea of being of being separated, but there is an opportunity for real, um, superbly meaningful, and and I and I mean this in in multiple layers of the concept, M supremely meaningful um, in God's eyes, in the person's eyes, to fortify relationships. Um, and I know that sounds a little a little um, counterintuitive, all things considered the present state of things. But sometimes it just looks like picking up the phone when somebody else gives you a call. Sometimes it just looks like giving a kind word. You know what I mean? But because, whatever it looks like, big or small, you can either get praise and adulation for it here in the present sense in the human sense, or just do it, God sees it, and your reward will be waiting for you. And you know what? That that reward in heaven is going to blow anything out of the water that we would ever receive here. Right. <laughs> and I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to trade a pat on the back here for whatever my reward is in heaven, even though I don't know exactly what that is to me. And I don't. And I don't want to steal that from anybody else. 
Um, and that's just, that just needs to be like the underlying current, the underlying MO of how kingdom citizens work. And again, like you've introduced tonight, it's, um, this is a grand opportunity to express some of those things. Right. And I think as you pull back the layer, um, I think from a, from a human standpoint, if you're seeing the good deed that has been done, quote unquote, and if you are the recipient of that deed and somebody is making, um, you know, ballyhoo over it and having, you know, ma drawing attention to it, it almost seems like it, like it, like it dulls the sentiment, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. You know, so, so it's a multi, it's a multifaceted, um, it's a multifaceted thing. And so, um, what I would, what I really want to urge to the listeners during this time, I know that there's a, that chaos is in the air, you know, between our, the present state of things for families, if your kids have been displaced to their homes, if you have been displaced from your job, um, you know, as, as, Unfortunately, assuming you you still have you're still operating in it right now, um, there's a lot of opportunities for us to succumb to the white noise. Put some time aside and engage in meaningful worship with God. That doesn't just mean music. I'm not talking about putting on your putting on your favorite worship tune. Um, that's not. There's nothing bad with that. But engage Holy Spirit. Engage with God in an opportunity here and now to grow in Him. I would implore people to look at this as an opportunity to rejoice in God and to look at this as an opportunity for growth. Some people see it as an opportunity to um, watch more Netflix and <laughs> engage in a binge watching of something and you know i i admit you know my wife and i are watching a netflix series and we've had a little bit more time to do that um but that's just that's just how we enjoy an hour you know every day or every other day um but you know it like you said it's it's the simple things of you know if, if you if you're out and about you know if you if if you're headed to the store, <laughs> you know, and, and you know somebody who can't get out or shouldn't get out, just text them and say, hey, I'm going to the store. Do you need anything? I mean, that's just so simple, you know. But again, that's, that's showing love. That's casting out fear. Um, it's serving each other. And um, like you said, it, and, and, and that... That's even what growth look, looks like, Joe. Um, you know, growth in the in the in the sense of intimacy with God doesn't always have to be, you know, sitting in your easy chair, you know, reading a spiritual book or the Bible or praying or whatever. Um, those are obviously good things, and we should be doing those. Mm -hmm. But growth, I think John said it somewhere else in in one of his little epistles. He said, "Let us not love." um in in words only but with action and in truth yeah um so we all know that 
words of love come very easy. <laughs> um, actions of love uh, are, are sometimes um, not quite as easy and they kind of interrupt our day. Uh, but we shouldn't see those things as an interruption. We should see those things as serving our fellow kingdom citizens to, to concentrate on, um, you know, God's love for us during this time is huge as well. Um, you know, he didn't love us two months ago and not love us now. <laughs> um, you know, what, what anybody means for evil, um, God means for good. And there's a whole lot of good happening um, in the midst of a lot of bad stuff. So we just need to engage in that good stuff. Yeah, and then to go back with to go back to what you had said before, when you show people love, I really you're you're engaging the heart of God at yeah. that moment. You're engaging. In, in God's command for us to show love to our neighbors, regardless of circumstance, regardless of, you know what I mean? And, and especially when you look at the human, um, the, the human implication of this, from everybody to the person who has been quarantined um, and, and, and is unsure to the medical professional that is overtaxed and um, regularly exposed to to the potential of of interacting with this, um, I think now is is a prime opportunity. Like we said, uh, like you had said, to to have that be, um, you know, I go, I go back to to what John Eldridge called us being co laborers. Um, I think that our you know, going out and um, doing these things that we're called to do requires action of us, requires us to take an active role in it. And it's easy to stick your head in the sand and binge watch Netflix and binge watch something and, and dig into that um, and, and completely ignore the opportunity to be able to push forward the kingdom here on here on earth you know yeah and you know the word there is labor <laughs> i mean i do you know we should if we are co-laborers with christ you know do we actually feel like we've been laboring do right. we actually feel um our muscles you know um achy <laughs> you know do we do we have sweat on our brow um and i'm not saying that you know, we, we work ourselves, you know, we become workaholics for the kingdom. That's not what I'm saying, right. but there is a point where, okay, okay. That, that's a pretty, um, that's a pretty descriptive word that, that Paul used, you know, co-laborers with Christ. And, um, it, it's, it, it, it implies this takes a little work, you yeah. know, to, to move, to move this forward. And it's, you know, it's I'm not of the theological standpoint that we are going to usher in the final kingdom with all the good work we do. Um, but at the same time, um, we we can bring um, more of the kingdom to bear on this earth 
um, as we live more fully in it. And it's really not that complicated. No, it's overcomplicated um, a lot of times in concept. Yeah, we're not we're not trying to win brownie points. We're not right. uh, trying to get God to applaud us or pat us on the back. It's just it's just how the kingdom works. It's it's just every every culture, every society has a way that it works. Um, right. The United States has a culture; it works a certain way. You go to a country in Africa, they've got a culture, it works in a certain way. And the minute that you are uh, born again into the kingdom, John 3, uh, you start living by a new set of the way, th how things work. Yeah. And it's just, it's just the way, the way you start living. Right. And you know, you hear us reference, and, and we'll continue to hear us reference this guy, this concept of of, a, of an increased level of intimacy with God. Well, with that comes trust. Trust in who God is and what God is, because it's greater understanding. You know, not to say that we 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 know the the barely the tip of the iceberg, in 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 full depth, but the more you know and understand the character of God, it is easier to stand in the victory of the gift that's been given to us and the position that we have and the love that we have in, 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 in Christ, you know, mm -hmm. and that's, and that's, that's, that's what's needed right now, now more than ever in the human, in the human standpoint. It's for those of us that call Christ King to stand up and let that victory blare from deep down in your spirit. Mm -hmm. You yep. know, stand, stand in confidence, stand in assuredness. Isaiah said it. He transcribed God, uh, God saying, and it's throughout all over the Bible from uh, just this blessed assurance that we have in in god you know yes that does not that like you know one of the one of the things i find myself saying is saying a lot is giants will come that's just a fact of life this is a giant giants will come um that doesn't change that that doesn't change the fact that as stands right now in the flesh and blood sense we are part of the human condition but there's something more to this existence that as Christians, we get to celebrate it. And that's what I meant when I said, when I said, take an opportunity to rejoice in God during this time, because you get to rejoice in victory. You get to stand with, with confidence, even when the rest of everything doesn't, you know, there have been things, this is, the, the last couple of weeks have been a little bit of a of a of a litmus test if I, of my my of how much this has been in, this concept has been internalized uh, for me um, on a couple of different levels you know peeling back the curtain a little bit um, you know outside of just the just the the pandemic stuff um, there's been other things that man I just talk about uncertainty being the flavor of the month you know what I mean but 
if I'm learning anything, it's the idea that in that uncertainty, men is their opportunity to get to know God on a deeper level. And there's an opportunity to be able to, to really um, draw in on faith confidence. You know, the only kind of confidence that you can have that is real and that like in, in the fullest sense of the concept, you know what I mean? And, and even, even when things are, are, are not looking, they're looking their most unclear, you can have a foot on solid ground with God. Well, the writer, the writer of Hebrews says that we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. And that brings confidence. Um, that brings a sense of uh, assurance. <laughs> I mean, when you're, when you're a part of something that can't be shaken, <laughs> when you're a part of something that can't be rattled, um, okay, yeah, I'm, I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty confident then. Yeah. And, and I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna, um, like, like the verse goes on to say, um, I'm gonna be thankful and I'm gonna worship God acceptably with fear and awe, uh, with reverence and awe. Um, and so that, that context that we live in, that kingdom that we're being given that cannot be shaken, um the writer of hebrews says should should make us stand drop jawed <laughs> in his presence and so i think that's what you're getting at when you're talking about you know living in confidence during this time um because we are aliens and foreigners in this land my friend um we are citizens of another place yeah. and yes we have to bear the you know some of the messiness a lot of the messiness of this world uh but there's there's another culture that we're a part of that brings a lot of assurance and peace and confidence and like usually it, it's it's counterintuitive and countercultural to what is the flavor of the month outside right you know what i mean what what the soup du jour of the world today is to tune into the five o'clock news panic fear and the the kingdom says something to the complete and total contrary. I think yeah. it was in the first episode where I, where I said that's part of what makes being a Christian in the world difficult because you're living counterintuitively to what the world says. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And 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 to the point where. I know sometimes, you know, as we grow into our citizenship in the kingdom, um, you know, we we catch ourselves and we and then we do the counterintuitive thing. <laughs> you know, we sometimes we default to the old way of doing things, and we 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 catch ourselves and go, no, you know, this is this is what Jesus taught, and I need to I need to love my enemies instead of curse them out. Um, but I think as we mature, um, I love how Dallas Willard says it. He said, he said, all of this should become natural. As we, as we grow, as we mature, um, 
you know, the, our, our, our default response should be, I'm, I'm going to love that person who betrayed me. Yeah. No, I'm going to, um, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to give to the needy and I'm, you know, I mean, the natural response is I'm going to do this in secret and nobody else has to know that, 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 that needs to become a natural thing. Not, Oh, you know, I just caught myself. I, I, you know, I just cursed out my enemy, but now I got to figure out how to love them. You know, in the beginning, I think that's, that's the way it works. It's kind of herky jerky, but as we grow, as we, as we mature, we, 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 um, just kind of blend into this natural way that the kingdom works. Yeah, um, you know, I, it's there's a reason why we we address this the the whole idea of of kingdomship um, in in a very literal flesh and blood kind of way because it's almost exactly like growing up as a person you know you see yourself grow you you know lord willing you you grow and you mature during your life and and there's a there's an an upward trend of 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 experience and wisdom and all of those kinds of things um you know we it's it's a process and and we grow we have an opportunity to grow in our kingdom citizenship on a regular basis. Here, here's an example of that. And I, and I don't, I, I'm using, I'm going to use myself as an example, but I, I just, I, I'm using it humbly. Um, and I, I even forget what the situation was a few days ago, but my wife looked at me and said, you are the most patient man I know. And I thought I am, <laughs> you know, that, the DNA of my family, my history, you know, my, my, um, you know, some of my relatives, you know, is, is, is very impatient, very, very impulsively angry, you know, and again, I can't even remember what the situation was, but when she looked at me and said that, I'm like, okay, well, um, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to resist that that observation. The only, but the, the only thing I need to to th I just need to thank God that I wasn't trying to be patient. You know, um, I didn't lose it, and then okay, now I'm patient. It was just I was just patient, and I wasn't even thinking about it. Um, and somebody observed that, and and that that's that's growth. That's that's maturing. That's working out our salvation. Yeah. And I think that part of why what you I know I would be willing to bet if I had if I had the ability to have a one on one conversation with um, with the people listening to this, I, I would be willing to bet that there's at least one who's never heard some of the concepts that we're talking about from their local pulpit because salvation is taught in a way where it's a one and done you've you've checked the box you've got the you've got the insurance you're good to go um and there's very little in the way of daily implication on on your life um and it's you know it's 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 like 
anything else that's a, that's a I, I'm almost I'm almost downgrading it when I call it a lifestyle, but it's there's there whenever there's an adoption of a way of life, it has to be a daily thing. You know what I mean? And and that's that's on all sorts of levels. Taking it from the um, you know health and fitness point of view, I like many people are trying to how trying to figure out how to adapt um, fitness routines to a home environment now. You know what I mean? That's that's a very flesh and blood example of what I'm talking about of of adapting to a new, albeit temporary but still current, um, you know way of being. Right, right. And when you when when you accept the gift of salvation, and you become a sin, a citizen of of the kingdom, there is work to be done. There is growth to be had. There is maturity to be had. There is life to live. It's not. It's it's a it's a continued process, and only the start of a beautiful journey. Right, and, and and Jesus has some very chilling words about that. Um, you know the way you described earlier about you know well just just uh, you know do your salvation thing at the beginning, pray the prayer, you know one and done, got your fire insurance type stuff. Um, you know again this is at the end of what I call the kingdom manifesto, but at the end of Matthew seven he says not everyone who says to me Lord Lord will enter the kingdom of heaven. He said, for only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. All right. He didn't say um, the only one who prays the prayer. <laughs> right. You know, the, the only one who, you know, you know, had a little baptism party or something, you know. Um, and, and doing the will of the Father is, is the way of the kingdom, you yeah. know. That those two things are kind of synonymous, um, and you know th those are those are some chilling words because um, it's it's not it's not a moment in time somewhere that you record on a certificate um, <laughs> or whatever. It's 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 have I you know have I done the will of my Father, and those are the ones who will enter the kingdom, right. And it's, there's other, um, you know, the running the great race is the, is the other big analogy that I, that, that comes to my mind in this. It's, it's active in, it's, it's in a very active tense that you see the Bible address some of the, it, like, you know, the, the act of living out your life. And that's, that's something way different. It, I almost liken it to um, the difference of, you know, graduating it from from college, where like you are you are a student, and then an action happened, and you are no longer a student. Versus, well, now I'm the 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 point after the graduation, and all of what now that looks like now that you now that you've graduated, and I think that far too often people get stuck at the ceremony. And don't look at life past the ceremony. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And oh, yeah, that's why they call it commencement. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, it, it's it's the start of something, not the end of something. I mean, it's it's the end of a certain type of of information gathering and learning. But I tell you what, you know, at, at the end of my four years of 
attending a college in which I was preparing for ministry, um, within a couple years, um, we lived about three hours away from the school where I graduated. And we were going through a very difficult time in the church. And, um, and I looked at my wife and I said, you know, they didn't, they didn't teach us how to, how to handle this, <laughs> you know? Um, and we literally got in the car. Um, I don't even know if we called the guy before we even started, but we, we showed up on campus. We went up to this guy's office and I said, I said, you didn't teach us about this kind of stuff. You know, this is where, you know, the rubber meets the road with church and kingdom and, 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 and Pete, you know, shepherding people and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, it's, it's tricky. It's hard. It's difficult. It's challenging, uh, to, to figure out what that looks like after the, after the ceremony is over. On the subject of prayer, um, if you're scared, talk to God. If you're happy, talk to God. If you're sad, if tragedy has struck your home, first off, my heart, our hearts with you, but if tragedy has struck your home, talk to God. But that doesn't necessarily mean bringing God your, 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 your grocery list. It means in, engaging God in conversation. God knows, but when you pray, you're choosing to acknowledge him. It's kind of like a parent that understands what their kid is, like knows what their kids, that their kid is, is going through something, but has to wait for the kid to engage them about it. Um, and, and, and so when we say pray, that's what we mean. Engage in conversation. Let him know how you're feeling. Talk to him about it. Because the Bible says he talks. That's, the, that's a concept that eluded me for so long, but not because God wasn't talking to me, because I had not the first iota of an idea of how to listen. Mm -hmm. And, and that's, that's <laughs> shutting off all the, all the, your own, your own concepts and your own conceptions and shutting off the white noise and just engaging in that active conversation of talking, but also listening like you would a friend. It, it feels a little weird at first, but that's, that's not, it's not a, that's, that's a good thing. You know, we say engage in Holy Spirit. It sounds like this, you know, lofty sort of, sort of concept. It, it's really not guys. It's, it's really not. So with that, I'm going to go ahead and um, get us started in prayer. And if you'll uh, round us up. I would love to. Our Father and our God, I thank you so much for the ability to be able to comb through your word, um, to be able to engage with you um, and, and have um, a, a living document to be able to um, help see us through this. Father, I pray that your spirit of love casts out any fear that's happening right now in your people. Um, cast out the fear the doubt, the insecurities of the situation. Father, I pray um, for eyes to see and ears to hear for your people in this time, um, to be able to, to see where they can be your representation here and now on this earth. Um, Father, I pray 
for protection and for health um, for your people. Father, protect them um, during this. And, and I pray, Father, for anybody that has been touched by this on a personal level. Um, Father, I pray that you wrap them, um, wrap them in your love, wrap them in your wings, Father, and, and embrace them. Um, Father, I thank you for, um, I thank you for the ability to be able to um, openly have a conversation um, with, with um, other believers um, and be able to um, come, come forward like this. Father, I thank you for everything that you are, um, everything that you, that you stand for. Father, I thank you. Um, and, and Lord, I pray that you give us um, give, give us the wisdom to be able to, to um, dig in to you during this time, um, to, to be able to, to, to dig into your character, um, into your heart, um, be it in, in, in any way, Father, um, engaging the text, engaging you in prayer, but also loving the people around us. I, Father, I pray for, for everybody that has to be a part of the decision-making process with this whole thing. Um, from the top down, Father, I pray for your spirit to be over um, this, this, this area, this country, this world. Um, Father, I, I pray for this, this instance of the human condition to act as, as the catalyst for a widespread awakening. Father, I pray for an awakening to know of, of, of your spirit, of the depths of what you have for us, um, the depths of what it means to be a citizen of the kingdom of God. Um, and, and Father, I thank you for that assurance and for that confidence that comes in knowing you and and being called one of yours um father i thank you that you do not forsake us you do not abandon us you meet us where we are um regardless of circumstance father i lift up again anybody um anybody that is emotionally impacted by this, spiritually impacted by this, physically impacted. Um, you know the hearts of man. You know the stories. You know the individual um, instances. I just, I, I, lift, I lift them forward to you, Father. Um, I pray that, that your kingdom be pushed forward in the midst of uncertainty, that we stand united under you that we can stand in the face of, of, of anything because you are with us. Um, Father, again, I, I thank you and I pray these things in the name of the Son and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Oh, Jesus, you have taught us how to pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven 
So give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Lord, you have also said that you are our refuge and strength and that you are our ever-present help in trouble. So, Lord, I pray that we will not fear. Though the earth gives way, though mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though the waters roar and foam, though a pandemic spreads across the globe, um, we will not fear. Uh, We know that you, the Lord Almighty, is with us. And you have said, you have whispered to us, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. And Lord, I I pray that. I pray that through this um, unprecedented time um, that these living generations are going through that we've never seen before. Uh, Lord, I pray that um, you will be exalted in the nations, that you will be exalted in the earth because of this. And we thank you that, that you are with us and that we can uh, let our arms dangle and we don't have to be uh, striving and thrashing around um, with uncertainty, but as we've talked about tonight, Lord, may we live in confidence, may we live in assurance, may we live um, in a context and in a kingdom that cannot be shaken. And Jesus, uh, thank you for being our king. We bow in humble reverence. We worship you. And we honor you. There is no one like you. And we are humbled. We are humbled that you have um, given us a new life and that we don't need to live like we used to and that we can exchange fear for love. And so, Lord, um, I pray that that who you are um, would just rattle us to the core. And, and change us in the depths and continue to mature and grow us. And we pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen.